I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yo, yo. When I spit bars in a ring, I'm gonna go hard like Santan. Hello and welcome to another episode of Mugger. I'm joined this week by two regulars. Timmy, how's it going, Timmy? All good, my brother. Good. Free punk collectors. You get me? I, I like the sound of that. And we're also joined by Michael. How's it going, Michael? Clean sheet, man. Can't be too bad of a clean sheet. Yes. And we are joined by a special guest this week, Satman Baines. How are you, brother? Listen, Dan James has left the club, man. I am buzzing right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, before we get into that, let me plug the social. So if you're not already following, give us a follow at TLF underscore Mugger. Uh, we've got our own YouTube channel up. We'll share the links with that when we post the pod tomorrow. Um, and if you're not a patron already, I'm not sure why not. Uh, we had a reaction video to the Ronaldo signing uh, the day of. A uh, bit of carnage in there. So if you haven't checked that out already, make sure you go and give that a watch. That's the pinned tweet on our Twitter page. Uh, Statman, feel free to share your socials as well. Yeah, just follow me on Insta, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, Statman Baines and everything. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Um, so, yeah, let's get to it. Like you said, Timmy, three points collectors. The three points collected this week were three points away at Wolves. Um, talk us through your thoughts on the performance. Tough game, man. Um, for large parts of it, we were out of the game, to be honest with you. I was pretty um, disappointed overall with the performance of um, everyone. I'm beginning to think that Whoever just plays next to Fred is cursed because we're getting poor performances from McTom next to Fred. We're getting poor performances from Matic next to Fred. We're getting poor performances from Pogba next to Fred, although he did pick up a little bit in the second half. Um, I mean, Wolves is always a tough game for us, and um, especially going to um, their ground, it's always quite tough for us. But I expected with um, Sancho's first start, I expected with um, Varane's first start that, you know, there'd be a little bit of impetus. There'd be a little bit of, you know, like early, like, like what's that word where 
you're up for it, basically. I just thought man would be up mm. for it. It looked quite sluggish. It was very sluggish. We were under the cosh early. Adama had a field day, right? And and the thing with and the thing with Adama is he didn't actually do much wrong either. He didn't actually do much wrong with the ball. A lot of the time, Adama might run himself into a little cul-de-sac or try dribbling one too many person and then lose it. He was doing the right thing with the ball all the time. Nobody could handle him. Luke Shaw had got it off him, um, flipping. Fred got it off him. Maguire got it off him. Fred was acting like a turnstile. Fred was acting like a turnstile. It was it was scary, man. (laughs) Fred 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 was Fred was dipping it low for man at every given opportunity. So um, you know, but I was always confident because you know. As a fixture of United's game, it's just like sometimes against weaker teams, quality just shines through, doesn't it? And when you've got a player with the quality of Mason Greenwood, it's just it's just inevitable sometimes. You know what I mean? He had a glimpse in the first half where it's um, just past the post, and he was making no mistake in, in in the second half with the same chance from the same from the sameish angle. That's becoming kind of like a trademark finish for him because I feel like he's the only person in the Premier League that actually thinks he can score when he shoots from that acute of an angle. Um, yeah, he, yeah, it was a keeper error. He he thinks he can score, and I also think he can score too when I watch him take the shots. And yeah, fact, me fact. Did their keep, keeper get a touch on the left foot shot? The one um, that just went wide. Apparently so. It went, it went out for a goal kick. He got a tip to it. I think fingertips, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah that's mean, even better for me. That's that's way better for me because me and my group stocks. This guy, <laughs> he's different, man. He's he's different. And I said twenty Premier League goals before Ronaldo. Before we sign Ronaldo, we sign Ronaldo now, so it might not be twenty league goals. But in the form he's in, how do you drop him? How do you actually yeah. drop him? He's undroppable. I think they said um, nine think, yeah. nine goals nine goals in the league in his last eleven games. Um, so he, he's right up. He's right up for it. And obviously, with the goal he scored against Southampton, if he's getting those scrappy goals as well, where he's just in the right place and he gets a foot on it, lovely. Because he's gonna get five to ten of those. Just listen, wonder strike, cutting in, right foot, left foot. Um, so once he starts adding those goals that come from his movement, which is goal against Leeds was beat his man, and then he was able to find the far corner. He's adding the the, the full repertoire to to, to his collection. Uh, Michael, I want to mm. come across to you. Um, Timmy obviously mentioned Fred um, and I mean the less we say about Fred the better um, but we had uh, before before we started you mentioned the, the clean sheet um, and yeah. I mean when you talk about clean sheets you talk about Varane you talk about Wambasaki, you talk about Maguire you talk about Shaw um, but it wasn't necessarily a good defensive performance um, how lucky were we yesterday to not lose I guess is my question oh very lucky man very 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 lucky shaky Anytime they could just cut for our midfield, and you'll see Pogba and Fred up in the Wolves' half, and you see Adama just busting through. You're thinking, where is the organization? Where's the tactics? Where's the stability? It, you just kept on seeing Maguire and Varane having to track back, track back, track back, trying to track the runner, trying to track the man with the ball. Um, you had Juan Basaka uh, in the first well, the first ten minutes, last last basically saved the goal, essentially saved the goal. Um, and I think that was off. Was that off Fred's poor touch where he tried to control it and then he tried to 
control slash clear it, I think. And he just put it right into was that right in Adama's path? Like literally yeah. the last person you'd want to to, to, to uh. give it right to at their feet, and Adama just went steam steamrolled forward. Um yeah, it was it was it was odd. It's um, painful, man. You can't have your defensive midfielder. They're, they're meant to be probably one of the most calmest people on the pitch. Someone that sort of settles things down when it's getting a bit techy, when they're putting a bit of pressure on us. They're the one that you can trust their touch, you can trust their distribution. They're making the right decisions. They're covering the ground. They're in the right spot, and we're not getting that sort of coverage from Fred. And obviously, it's something that we've been saying the time on this pod. It's nothing new. We we all know. Oli, he must be doing something in Carrington that we're just not privy to because Oli <laughs> persists with him religiously. I'm not sure what he's, I'm not he, sure what he's doing, doing. Some he must be doing. I'm a sure what he, I'm not sure what he's doing apart from being healthy. I'm going to come across to you, Statman, and mm. before I get your thoughts on the game, are you for Oli against Oli in the middle? Where, where do you stand with Oli? I think, as I always say, I praise Oli for what he's done off the pitch in terms of the rebuild job, but on the pitch, there's still so much to be desired from him. Perfect example, I always say the Europa League final, in-game management, shocking. 100 minutes to make a sub. The other day, when Donny van der Beek probably should have come on against Southampton. Like, we're just seeing the same errors over and over again. Like, say if it was his second season or his first season, I'll kind of allow him, in it. But when I'm seeing mm. the same mistakes from last year and the season before that, that's when it does get a bit frustrating at times. Cool, and especially cool. like, you know, when you're seeing like people like Tuchel come in six months, win the Champions League. Immediate impact. Your, like, your, your patient like, kind of runs like, out. Yeah, Tuchel's like the perfect example. But there was something Wenger said not too long after Arsenal got Arteta. And he's like, listen, if a new manager doesn't come in and immediately improve the team, they're not going to do it in 12 months. Like their introduction should immediately see an improvement. And like you say, he's done some good stuff off the pitch. Um, what did you think about yesterday's game? I'll be honest, it was the same whole rubbish, isn't it? Like, from a performance point of view, like, there was nothing new that I could take away from the game. One thing I'll say, the individuals that we have on the pitch are phenomenal. Mason Green, like, we have players to bail Ole Gunnar Solskjaer when tactically he may not get it right. And we see that time and time again. But I think, like, overall, like, in the performance, I thought Rafa Varane was solid. But at the same time, it could have been a different story if that header went in from Roman Saiz. Brilliant same for David Heyer. But, but I'll be honest, like in terms of the actual performance, I kind of knew it was going to go that way because you see Wolves for the first two games. They've had 42 shots, which is the second most in the league behind Liverpool who've had, who had, who had 47. So I still expect the Wolves to kind of take the game to us and have the better chances, which it did at the end of the day. But at the same time, like it's just the same story with Wolves this season. They haven't taken the chances. They haven't they've, scored they've, a goal yet. They've, they've yeah, been they unlucky. Yeah. Yeah, they haven't scored. They've been unlucky. You can say that. They've lost every game one 0 as well. Yeah, Jimenez mm-hmm. obviously um, rusty after a long time out. Trincao, he had a couple of really good looks. Obviously, like he looked um, right. Yeah, obviously that Michael mentioned he, he had one blocked, but there was another one that he scuffed. He scuffed the shot, and if he'd had a proper connection, you 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 anticipate that going into the back of the net. But I reckon they'll they'll be fine by the time they they get into the swing of things. They'll probably be a solid. They'll be a solid mid mid table team. Um. So you you're not impressed, and I, I, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm not glad to be fair. I would have taken you if you were or weren't impressed. But it's good to know where you like you you shape up with 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 us. So essentially, where you are with Ollie's where where we are with Ollie, and obviously the fan base will say, "Get behind the manager, you lot." Duh, duh, duh. Can't you see what he's done for us, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, listen, you've got the st- name Statman Baines for a reason. Um, so so I want to get some stats from you and some some analysis. Um, the first thing I'm going to ask you about is Jaden Sancho. Um. If you're anybody who's on social media, you'd have seen what 
personally speaking, is probably the best edited fail comp that I've ever seen in my time on Twitter. Um, talk about his performance yesterday. <laughs> and, and, and I guess talk about, for, for people who haven't necessarily seen him, what we should expect from Sancho once he gets up to speed. First of all, like the performance yesterday, people need to allow the guy. The guy hasn't played. A, the, that was his first start, first of all. He hasn't had a preseason, And he's coming into a new country, a new system. How do you expect Jadon Sanchez to perform, to perform straight away? That was my answer to everyone criticising him. Secondly, like we saw the positions that's picking up. He was quite deep yesterday. I don't know if you guys saw the average positions yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was played near the halfway line, wasn't he? Yeah, he was literally level with Luke Shaw. And Jadon Sanchez is a ball-to-feet type player that wants to play quick, interchangeable ball passes, one-twos and stuff. So you're limiting Jadon Sanchez's game completely. So why do people expect him to have a good game? Secondly, the guy's still quite young. So he's not going to have that Jack Grealish effect where the guy can pick the ball up anywhere and take people on. He's a different sort of player. Yeah. So I think the criticism of Jadon Sancho yesterday was just so harsh. It's but harsh, you know but why? you know... Yeah, go on to me. Go on, go on. Now, I was going to say, right, you so... know why? It's 70-odd it's, it's million and it's Manchester United. Like that's, exactly. that's all we need to worry. There's not going to be any sort of nuance involved in the analysis of any of these players. Especially when they come to our club, obviously when when we've hyped them up, and obviously we hyped them up as a talented, a young talented footballer. Um, this is what this is what football fans do. This is what football fans do. Um, I'm always of the opinion you. Just, I always back the talent. Um, we're nowhere near having to be worried in any way, shape, or form. But you know, he could turn around, and by the time he comes back from internationals, he could start playing well. So they can't wait. If we got an opportunity to slander him, let's use it for as long as long as we can slander him. That's that's the game, Fair. man. And um, what were you gonna what were you gonna say to me? Nah, yeah, uh, bro. I was literally gonna say the same thing. Rival fans are just waiting, waiting for <laughs> any any error from any player. If it's Pogba, if it's Sancho, if it's Greenwood. I mean, you saw them last season with Greenwood when when the guy was clearly going through public trials and tribulations on and off the pitch, and they were still ripping into him. You know what You're I mean? Going you know, to Brighton. You know what I mean? Now everyone's talking about, oh, my stock's in Greenwood and, oh, I always knew that he was this and he was that. Man, shut up, man. Because last season, because last season when you got dropped from the England setup, when you were stinking it up from United, when, um, when you were stinking it up for United, everyone was talking to Saka's clear, Foden's clear, rare, rare, rare. Mm. Now it's free and free. Everyone all of a sudden is pulling stocks, stocks from the sky, bro. Go away. Go away. You've got no stocks. If you're not, not a United sale. fan, you have, you have zero stocks in Mason Greenwood. I don't want to hear it. He's our boy. We been knew what he would be. I remember when I was saying on another podcast a couple months ago, top five finishers at Man United have um, ever produced in the Premier League um, and top five finishers in the league. I'm absolutely right. You're I'm absolutely there, yeah? right. So, so who else have you got in your top five then? Just to give us some context. What, finishers in the league? Yeah. What finishes in the league or for United? Finishes right, so in the league. league, I've got Son and Kane. Son yeah. and Kane, I got above him only. When CR seven comes, I mean, I still got Greenwood as a better finisher. But you made good points. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Like so <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. Like I'll I'll, I'll put them two as free in it together. Um, for United, I've got um, Solskjaer. I've got Van Persie. I've got Van Nistelrooy. And I've got one more. Um, Rooney? Is it? 
Yeah, Rooney. No, I don't think Rooney's a better finisher than. I don't think Rooney's a better finisher. I think Rooney's the name that I had, to be fair. But do you know what? I just, I don't actually think he's a better finisher than Greenwood, though. Just, I'm talking about just finisher. Like one on one with the keeper. One chance, fate of the universe on the line. Who do you want taking that, taking that shot? Probably Rooney. Really? Yeah. Once he got past his like formative years, he was a cold, cold finisher, man. I don't know, man. Bro, bro, Greenwood's finishing is different, bro. Yeah, he's lower than yeah, but yeah, yeah fair yeah, enough. I think Rooney was the other thing I had anyway, so that would be the four that I had ahead of him. And then there's like a cluster of guys that are on like the same. Like, I guess the same level-ish, but I still have Mason a bit above, like, the Andy Coles of the world. Obviously, CR7, Luis Saha, and um, guys like that. Chicharito as well. Um, mm. But, you know, bro, Greenwood, the boy's different. And the fact that he's two-footed, like, properly two-footed, it just works in his favour because he's letting it go from any side with any foot. You, you don't know what he's going to do. You don't know. He'll step over left or step over right. You don't know what he's doing. You know, and I think that man, you you you'll be able to uh, corroborate if this is true as well. What you find with a lot of the top goal scorers, your Ronaldo's, your Messi's, your Lewandowski's, they shoot a lot. They aren't sh- they aren't shot shy. They don't like take two or three. They, if they get a sight of goal, they're just letting it go. And the same way he got a goal yesterday because the keeper spilled it, they'll get like five to seven goals a season just off. You mm. shot it from a weird angle. The keeper wasn't ready and he doesn't he doesn't save it properly. So I, I'm loving to see the confidence in him. You can see how he's developed himself physically as well. Um, and I think, yeah, like we say, the, sky, the sky's the limit. I think he's put himself in a position now where he has to start. He has to start. He's going to start every single game. How, wait, like, we're saying that, yeah. How do you think he fits in when Ronaldo comes in? I think you just right, play him off the right. Just play yeah. him off the right. I think he, the thing that I was going to say as well, Statman, is that he scores goals. But the thing that we always forget is that he's a really good footballer as well. He's very comfortable getting the ball, turning out of turning out of trouble, laying it off, progressing mm. the play up the pitch, and he's getting more comfortable taking guys on one on one. I think early in the game he beat his left, he beat the left back, um, and he was a bit greedy. He should have probably cut it back for I don't know if it was. Um, Bruno or if it was I'm not sure who else it might have been but he could have cut it back for I think Bruno or Cavani or somebody like that um, but he just decided to do his own thing but he's getting a lot more confident now and showing that he's not just a guy who can finish he's a guy who can actually dribble take players on one on one unless he gets quicker sharper stronger we're just going to see more of that's that that's how he got his goal isn't it you know he the ball get played out to him because Varane got an assist but it's a, it's a weird assist because Varane just passed the ball to him and then Mason did all the hard work running at the defender Hey, 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 we're not taking assists away from we're not taking assists away from Varane. We only do that with Bruno. Please, please. Please. <laughs> <laughs> the pass before the goal is an assist. Please. Wait, I was gonna say something. You see on me, yeah, yeah. Yeah, go on. You know when Ronaldo comes in, for me, you probably do need two crates out wide with him. Because you see Bruno Fernandez's first four, let's be honest, he scored goals in it. See, so okay, I don't miss, and I let's, think let's get into let's get into this because my thing is you can't play Ronaldo and Bruno. That's my thing. I think Bruno's the one who suffers. I think they play in a very similar way where they're that guy that you get the ball most of the time. You're not going to get it back. They shoot a lot. They're black holes. They're not necessarily going to do the team structure stuff the best, but they get you goals and they get you assists. So you're happy to do that. You can accommodate for that. But at times it feels like you're playing with ten men. So you can only really accommodate for one of them sort of guys. 
penalties, free kicks, goals, long shots, being greedy. You can't accommodate for two of them. So I think once Ronaldo comes in, Bruno's the guy who I see. You get a question what you're going to give us. What do you think? I hear that, yeah, but it's kind of like we know Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is never going to drop Bruno, in it? So for me, no. to get the best out of Ronaldo, you probably do need two creators that wide, which is why I keep saying you have to play Paul Pogba on the left. Five assists the first two games, speaks for himself. And Jadon Sanchez just creating numbers that Bruce Dortmund were insane. So play him on the right. Because for me, yeah, remember last year when we had that front four, Cavani, Bruno, Mason and Rashford? It did not work at all. Everyone mm. wants to score in that front four, which is why I think with Ronaldo, to get the best out of Ronaldo, you need creators around it, which mm. is why I'm still like, I love Mason, yeah. Mason, before Ronaldo, was my favourite player at the club. Mm. But I'll be honest, you probably do have to hold bench if Bruno Fernandes and Ronaldo are going to both play together. Mason won't get dropped. But can you drop him right now? He won't drop him. He won't drop him. Can, can you, you can't. Can, can, can you drop him right now? I don't think you can. Three goals for three no. games. But I think stylistically, <laughs> in terms of having a front four that functions, you probably would have to if you're going to stick with Bruno. Especially if Bruno's going to at times consider himself more of a second striker than an actual um, a, a, an advanced <laughs> he, midfielder. He which know a lot, drop a lot of you saw a lot of that yesterday. I'm sure you, Statman, Timmy, Michael, you don't you see. I hear that. I hear that Bruno Fernandes criticism, yeah, but I think that's more down to Oli and his coaching. What, partly, guess, partly, yes, definitely. Oli's not coached him to specifically, and he lets him just have a free license to go free out there, role, do whatever. Yeah. And he gets his numbers and we get points off of the back of that. So I understand why he lets him do that. But there's also a player's responsibility. Like your team's struggling to get the ball to the front and you're occupying the centre-backs. And yeah, people be like, Pogba can find that pass. But I don't necessarily want Pogba to have to play a worldie every single time to get the ball into our strikers. There's an, occup there's an occupation of space that Bruno can give us when he drops deep, which is the midfielder has to pay attention to him. And the defender who's beyond him has to keep an eye on Bruno as well. And that's the selflessness that makes us a better functioning team. And yeah, what would what, you what do you not think? Am I, am I being harsh on Bruno? I think that's fair. I think that, yeah, he's definitely... I think there was a few steals that we shared around in the WhatsApp group where you saw sort of Pogba with the ball and you literally just saw four attackers. Bruno's playing second striker, then you got the, the wide forwards. And then it's like... As you say, you're expecting Paul Pogba to play a Hollywood ball. It's not going to happen. And you've got space there. Drop in. I think that's why it works so well with Leeds. Because uh, when we played the lead, Paul Pogba played off the left. But he'll cut in. He'll drop in to the centre. Drop into the space that Bruno has vacated when he goes and makes a second run. And sometimes Mason would accommodate that by going wide. Yeah. So that's why we really work. Because someone actually was occupying that middle space. But Okay, interesting. Bruno... So, why did they, so why did they do it against Leeds, but they didn't do it against Wolves? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. 
And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. I don't know. I don't know why. It's, I guess he dropped Pogba back, maybe because of what Tomney's injured. Clearly, he didn't want to go with Matic again after Southampton. And yeah. we all know he's got these long, just undocumented problem of Donny van der Beek. So mm. clearly he wanted, he preferred Pogba than those two in the middle of the park because Scott McTominay was injured. I think that if Scott, because I don't know why, I don't know what Daniel James really added. So it's almost like you, you sacrificed Pogba, the creativity that he was giving you to drop him back when you could have played another one of the midfielders there. So I think if you're going to play Bruno and Pogba's coming off the, wi- off the wing, so to speak, to occupy the centre, then it still works because you've got that person in the middle that's available. I think yesterday we don't. Daniel James runs in straight lines. Uh, he's leaving the club anyway, but he runs in straight lines. We'll get on to that. Yeah. Um, he runs. <laughs> he runs in straight line. And the Jaden Sancho, obviously, as we mentioned, was sort of dropping deep and wasn't wasn't obviously didn't have the best of games. But we understand why. So yeah. I think we lost that that gap between the midfield and uh, offense wasn't really there. And then you had the midfield that wasn't even defensive anyway. So the midfield was very very. Sort of poor. Yesterday. It was given nothing. Um, mm. That man. Um, so you 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 gave us your thoughts on how Sancho played yesterday, and obviously the patience required. What will we get once he gets up to speed? What sort of player? Obviously, you've mentioned he's creative, but what sort of player are we getting? And and what areas do we want him to get the ball for him to be the maximum damage for us? I got a question for you, lot. Yeah, where do you think he's better, left or the right? Um, everything I've seen and suggests is from the left. Oh, okay. I want him right because Rashford or Pogba will probably play left. Yeah, no, I'll say you're not answering. You're not answering his question. You're yeah. you're saying what you want to. Yeah, saying, where do you, you think he's best? At? Him, you said right because Pogba and Rashford will play left. I, 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 think, I think yeah, I think right. I think right. left. I think he's better. I think he's a ten. Say that again to me. I think he's better. I think he's better ten. Ten. Um, I think, yeah, that's where we could finally see him, I think, once Bruno leaves, hopefully. But we know that's not going to happen now. So if you had to play him on the right or left, where would you play him? Where do you think he's better? Um, I, I don't think there's much difference between the two, so I'd play him on the right. Okay. What do you think, Statman? I'll be, you know, I'll be one of those people that have been saying, I think Sancho's better to left, isn't it? Because obviously, like, you see modern-day wingers, they love to cut inside and stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Sancho's obviously right for it, coming up, coming from the left inside. I think that's just where we see the best out of Jaden Sancho. But I do think, like, no matter where he plays, like, he's creative numbers, the way he carries the ball. I think he averages 10.43 carries, progressive carries last year in the Bundesliga, which is insane. He's creative numbers. We we know how good Sancho is creatively. Like, we, we've seen certain glimpses. I think the Southampton game, I think it was, that little cutback that he had. But he, I think last year... His expected assist numbers was 0.30. Like, you lot probably don't know that. Give us some context. Know. Yeah, we're just nodding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to give us some context. This is the education we wanted. Fine. You see, for example, Bruno Fernandes' first season. Yeah. When he first came to the club. Yeah. Bruno Fernandes' mm. expected assist numbers was around 0.2. Okay. So now you can see, kind of see the difference, how good Sancho is creatively compared to Bruno Fernandes, mm. for example. Mm. Mm. that's what I'm saying I think and even Sancho I think he averaged 2.92 key passes so nearly three chances created per 90 which is insane and adding that to Bruno's numbers which are obviously over 2.5 Pogba when he plays further forwards his create numbers are higher 
Mm. He's a creative player, and that's what we lack. In my okay, opinion. we struggle to break down low blocks. We still, we actually still do. That's yeah, more of a coaching issue. So, you've obviously you sat so in the Bundesliga, and you know the differences between this league and that league. How do you see his game translating across the across the two the two leagues? I think it depends, isn't it? Because say if he plays on the right hand side with Wan Bissaka, I think he will struggle. Because mm. you saw that first game against Southampton, I think it, when the, when he came on against Southampton, he played a pass to Wan Bissaka, and he what kind of wanted to link up with Wan Bissaka, but he just couldn't because yeah, Wan Bissaka yeah, yeah, yeah. ain't that guy going forward. Say if he has a Diego Dalo down the right side, then it's a different story because Diego Dalo is actually a competent footballer. Then you see a better Jaden Sancho. I know you're laughing, but that's the truth. That's the no, harsh reality. No, I, 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 I agree with you. I see Michael. I see Michael laughing there. No, I'm so. laughing. I'm laughing. But, so, so, so what, so what scenario are we putting him in if we're putting him on the right to play with Juan Basaka? How much is it, is that capping Because we were talking about it yesterday in our main pod, and we were saying that, oh, what should I say? Disu was saying he's one of our Mugga guys. He's not on today. And we're saying that he's a lot more kind of, pick your moments in the Bundesliga and you'll have a lot of kind of open transition occasions where you can kind of just run. but in the Premier League you have to force you have to be a bit more aggressive and force the issue a lot more um, so how does pairing him with Wambasaka impact that because teams are more than happy to not even pay attention to Wambasaka and say have the ball because we know you're not going to do anything with it and we'll, we'll stay tight on that side how much more difficult does that make Sancho's job on the right you know what this kind of reminds me of? You see Phil Foden in the Euros. He struggled mm. massively in it when he yeah. wasn't in a pep system where he can't play those nice little one-twos with plays. I think Jaden Sancho will kind of have that effect for Manchester United mm. where he might struggle. And I'm not trying to write Jaden Sancho off at all. Yeah. But I just think at the start, he might struggle a bit until we might see a Diego Dallo be given a chance kind of thing. Mm. So is it going to be a case of unlocking Sancho then? See, people are going to do this unlocking Sancho, unlocking Pogba scenario thing, innit? That's what I'm Which asking. I don't that's want. I, I... But, bro, it, it, if that's true, that's fine. But let's 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 adjust ourselves and our listeners' the expectation. Because when you're coming with big money, people want you to hit it off straight away. Especially when you're coming with the reputation and the numbers and the highlights we saw from Sancho. We already saw, like, there was a certain a certain level of attention he got when he was at Dortmund. And people be like, eh, some say he's good, some say he's not. The minute he became a Manchester United player, even from the Euros... The scrutiny went up. The scrutiny went up. Now he's coming on for England and not playing so well. Oh, boy, certain man's wingers aren't doing X, certain man's wingers aren't doing Y. So do we just have to adjust our expectations? And is it generally, jokes aside, a case of having to put him in a system to unlock him in comparison to the Bundesliga, which was a lot more open, and he played for one of the more dominant attacking sides in the league? I don't think it's necessarily system, but I think it's also about having football, having people on the pitch are on his wavelength kind of thing. Okay. Because remember, for example, Dortmund, when he had that link up with Rafa Guerrero, for example, say if he yeah. has that with Dallo, players like Donny van der Beek who can play those nice one-two passes, kind of. Mm. then I think you see the best out of Jadon Sancho. I think it's more of a personal players that, players that Oli that, that Oli don't like to lose. Well, you, you know you know how Oli uses, <laughs> how Oli uses the technical ballers. Like, for example, like, as much as I criticise Martial, I think Martial and Sancho could have a decent link up. My issue is Martial just doesn't look like he's at the races. He doesn't look sharp at all. Doesn't look fit. Um, just looks. Well, how did he done when you came on? I thought it was okay. I thought it was okay when he came on. He was he was dire last week, so he could only really go up from he could only really go up from there. But yeah, he just looks sluggish, and the issues that we've had with him are the same issues you have with him. The movement is very non-existent. He's not aggressive enough. He's very happy to play 
give me a touch or let me have a touch. Like we have, is that having a mix of players who can get their foot on the ball and make stuff happen, even in areas and scenarios where there isn't space to, and having the players who create aggressive movements, which destabilize the defense and create space for others, create space for passes. Um, Marshall, I was like, Timmy will tell you, like, I was a big, I was a big Marshall fan, but personally now I'm, 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 I'm over him, man. I'm, I'm, I'm done with him, really. I warned them about 9 a.m. I yeah, warned them. Yeah, you were right. You was right. But he was good yesterday, though. And I and I do think if he gets if he gets minutes, if he gets some time to play, I do think he will improve this season. I, I do. Just because he's just he just knows how to play football. And like Statman said, he's very good at Lincoln play, be it with Rashford, be it with um Cavani or um Bruno. So I, I would expect the same thing with a Sancho and I'd expect the same thing with um, Ronaldo. Mm. He, his link-up play out of the front three is probably the best of the lot of all the attacking options we've got. And um, in games where we're on about linking up with players, you know, like creating, you know... Um, um, bro, I'm so bad with these words, but whatever. Um, just like... All around just creating with like... He's not a target man, but a man that can pass, move, get onto the end of things. Mm. Um, he can, he can, um, he can play left. He can play right. He can play up front as well. There's still more to come from him, and I just think with time and a little bit of confidence, he'll start showing it a bit more. Yeah, yeah. we'll Let's see. see. He's a modern forward, as Timmy says, but you know he's 25, going to be 26 in December. You know, Jesus. last season was a stinker. Obviously, the season before that was very good in terms of goals. So if he has another poor season, then it's like, what, what, what do you do? You've got a guy who's I mean, 26. I mean, the value is plummeting already. If he has another mm. poor season, I don't know what we get from him. Um, another player who, who played yesterday and got their debut was Varane uh, Statman. And I, I want you again to... Not listen, football fans will talk about Verandis, Veranda. Let's be honest, you weren't watching Real Madrid, you weren't outside. Um, so what sort of player are, are we getting? Um, and how do you see him improving the team now now he's in it? I think yesterday was like the perfect Rafa Varan game. Literally, like people were saying Rose were a centre back. That's basically what Rafa Varan is. I think there was so many times where Wolves were on the count and he kind of just dealt with it without really making a tackle or interception kind of thing. Yeah, and I th- but I do think you see yesterday, you see in the air when he got beaten from the corner. Yes, that might be a bit of a, like a limitation of Rafa Varane's game. Because let's be honest, he probably should have done better from the Roman side header. In my eyes, mm. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, no, agreed, agreed, agreed. Um, do you know what? I think we were so like happy with his overall performance that we all that just we didn't even touch on it. Yeah, that. you know what I mean. We all just decided to turn by an eye. But you're right because he should be doing a lot better with that header. But you know, thank God for. My guy Dave, he's back, baby. What a save! That I mean, was. is he back or did he just have a good save? Oh, bro, listen, we're talking about Varane, but I just needed, I just needed to give him a rating to my ball. You get me? He won us that game. Fuck it. He did. I he can't did, lie. He you did. see what the most impressive thing for David here for me was? You see when he came out, I his line. Yeah, I don't see that from David here. I don't associate with that with, with that from David here. He's done that yeah, very yeah, well. Yeah. Mm. And I'm normally like one of David De Gea's biggest critics. Like even last season, rightly I said so, I wanted to see so. Dean Henderson. Rightly so. He's giving you very little. We're not, we're not gonna see again. that. We're not gonna see that Pickford regen again, bro. My guy's got his spot back. That's a Pickford regen. Scary My guy's stuff, got his man. spot back, bro. Scary, scary stuff. 
Um, cool. Um, and um, I just want to ask you about one more player didn't play yesterday. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, obviously speaks for himself, uh, his reputation, his, his numbers. Um, but just the murmurs from Juventus fans, as, as prolific as he was, he was supposedly holding back the team and he was the reason why they weren't as successful. Um, I mean, they lost this weekend, which was nice, cute. Um, what are we getting from, from this version of Ronaldo? And, and, and what do the stats tell you? How, how do you expect him to do in the league this season? You see with Cristiano Ronaldo, yeah, like everyone knows this is my goal, innit? And I think people have criticised this guy for the last... Like, like people just think Ronaldo's finished and he's not. You can't be top scorer of a league. You can't be top scorer of the Euros if you're finished. People mm. saying this guy is all about goals here. If we're looking at his numbers here, imagine this. Last season, he was first for carries into the penalty area in the Serie A. Okay. He, he, made, he, he was sixth for progressive carries, ninth for shot-creating actions, ninth for carries into the final third, and tenth for plays dribble pass in the league. So this guy has more than just goals. He can still link up play. He can still take players on. Obviously not to the same effect that we were used to, yeah, in his younger years, but this guy can still play ball. Facts. So, how do you see that translate into the prem? Are we are we getting? How many? Okay, let me just put you on the spot. How many goals is he getting in the prem this season? I said golden boot. Facts. Golden boot. Golden boot. Yeah. Okay. Do you yeah, think that's because we'll I love Ronaldo? Ronaldo. Do you think we'll create en- a- enough chances for him? The answer is no. Do you know how many touches Edison Cavani? You know how many touches Edison Cavani had in the penalty area yesterday? Two, zero. Wow. But bro, See, that worries Edison, me. Edison and Ronaldo are different, bro. Like, but Edison's a movement madman as well. So if Edison, nah, bro, bro, bro Edison writes for movement, man. I'm, I'm not being, I'm not being funny here, but someone like Ronaldo, like he just demands the ball, like. It's literally going to be give it to Ronaldo kind of thing. It's not going to be this like stuff that we do when Edison's playing where, you know, the winger's going to get the ball a lot or Bruno's going to get the ball a lot, bro. You know what Ronaldo starts doing? Bro, you know, man, I'm just going to give him the ball, bro. If that means Ronaldo's going to try and take on three man from 50 yards and then pack a 30 yarder into the bottom corner, he's going to do it. But you know what you're going to get with Ronaldo. There's there's not going to be no issue about his touches or anything like that because he's Ronaldo. He will come, he, bro, he will come and play. He'll do as Latan, bro. He'll come halfway line to get the ball if he needs to. I hear that, yeah, but in terms of like, you're not going to score from the halfway line, are you? So like the Listen, principle of getting the ball into I've the seen, box still I've seen the Ronaldo, I've, I've seen Ronaldo do it from 40 plus yards. That's and I'm saying he'll get about three of them this season. Well, then Porto is sort Ronaldo, of goals, that's a yeah. Ronaldo. Hey, listen, forty-five goals this season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you said the other day still. Um, so you, the, all the stats tell tell you that he's still a top top player, and he's got he's still got a bit in his locker aside from purely being purely being a goal scorer. Cool. Um, I, I look forward to seeing it. I want to ask you about a couple of players. Listen, we spoke before the pod, and we're in agreement that. Um, we probably won't be signing anybody um, for that number six spot before the window closes. But I did want to ask you about a couple players that we have been linked to this summer. Uh, the first being Eduardo Camavinga. Um, what 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 player, because obviously his contract runs out in the summer, so they're really trying to get rid of him to make some money on him. Um, what sort of player are, are Manchester United potentially linked to? Do What sort of value do you see him potentially adding to the team if we were to get him in? 
now or in the summer or in January? Camavinga, first of all, is not a DM. I think that's probably that the biggest misconception that we have about Camavinga. He's not a number six. Hey, ask these man what I've been telling them for time. And you know what it's like telling me that he's a DM. Thank you know why? So much. You know why everyone thinks he's a DM? Because he has mad tackling numbers. Exactly. Oh, he's, thank listen, you. Listen, we're on the same wavelength. You see N'Golo Kante? Yeah. N'Golo Kante is not a holding midfielder. He's not. But no, his defensive no. numbers are very good. Yes. Kamavinga is in that same mode where his defensive numbers are very good, but he still offers a lot more going forward kind of thing in terms of his ability to drive with the ball and carry mm. the ball. Okay, that's the biggest so misconception, first of all. I'll say something to you. Creative midfielder at at Rand or Rens, whatever you want to call them. Does that not potentially translate to him being able to be a deep midfielder for Manchester United? Even though he's 18, he's got a great physical profile. Like you say, he can carry the ball. He's comfortable on the ball as well. He can pass it. Not an amazing passer, but he can pass it well enough. Um, do you not potentially see that translating? Because we know at the kind of lower level clubs, once you're like a top young talent, you're probably the best player at the club anyway. So we're going to put you in a position where you can hurt teams in the final third. But how does that translate to Manchester United? If you compare him to our attacking midfielders, a Bruno, a Pogba, surely that suggests that he probably has to play a more withdrawn midfield role if he wants to start every week, right? I hear that. But at the same time, would you trust him to play that withdrawn role with our coaching staff, trying to mould him into a new position? No. The answer is probably no. No, yeah. Or we trust in Fred right now, so it can't get much worse. So. Yeah, that, that's also a good point, but that's a good point. But you, you we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not, getting, rid of, right we're not getting rid of Fred to put in. Uh, uh, let's see how it goes, and you know, we think. Well, we not we think we have a team that basically should be competing for the league, and essentially what we want this number six to do is be the finishing touches on that team. So it's not a number six to come in to be doing experiment, Ollie and them, get him up to scratch. It's a number six to come in, take that spot and be, okay, we're secured now. We've got a number six who's going to protect the back four and he's also going to be able to progress the ball forward to our um, our attacking midfielders. He's able to spread the ball to the left, mainly the left because wan is a black hole, spread the ball to our, our, our guys who can progress it on the left-hand side. Um, so in that regard... I agree. I haven't watched very much of him. Like, I'll, I'll be honest, my, my extent of him is kind of, I think I saw the game against Chelsea and like highlights, compilations, etc., etc. So if not him, um, Ruben Neves. I think he gave us a taster of, of, of what we potentially could have with him yes, um, yesterday. Um, but there's still like a split among the fan base. And I think fans in general, he came with a big reputation from Porto, ended up at Wolves. And obviously, you know, he, he scores the highlight goals. But how do you see him potentially fitting into that role? Is he good enough for us? And if so, how would he potentially play that role in our team? With Ruben Neves, what I'll say, because there's been reports that we're going to switch to a 4-3-3, innit, with the signing yeah. of Rafa Bryan. Do I trust Ruben Neves to hold the midfield by himself with Paul Pogba and Bruno Fernandes? The answer straight away is no. Say, though, we're going to stick with a 4 2 3 one and we're going to play Pogba on the left. A midfield pivot of him and Fred, for example, might actually complement each other. Fred's tenacity to win the ball back. Um, sorry, Ruben Neves is like ball playing ability. Then I'm not mad at the signing. But overall, I'm still like, I don't think he's the guy. So, Kamavinga's not the guy. Neves is not the guy. Who is the guy? I would say... See, I don't know. Because in my eyes, yeah, you see if we play a 4-3-3 with Bruno Fernandes and Paul Pogba as two number eights, we need a fullback stuck in. 
Mm. If we're following like the Pep Guardiola mode and how he played with De Bruyne and David Silva. So if we are going to have that, you probably still do need someone more like competent with the ball kind of thing, like a Fernandinho. Mm. How many players in world football are kind of like that? Very few. Which is what I'm like. I'll be honest, I don't know who we should get. Miro. I, to be fair, I think actually he signed a new contract the other day, didn't he? Uh, did he? I, I think he did, didn't he? Who did you say to me? Um, Casemiro. Oh, he ain't leaving Real Madrid, uh, he? Yeah. Bro. He's a monster, though, but he ain't leaving yeah, Real Madrid. I mean, yeah. bro, sometimes you just got a temp, man. You get me? You got a throw. You've done our thing, man. They're not going to give you us got, all you their got dangle, You got to dangle, you got to dangle a worm into the, into the flipping, into the sea to catch the fish, right? Wait, who would you say for the holding midfielders then? Uh, obviously, the obvious one that people talk about, I like Basuma. Um, he seems to have a good physical profile. He's a good enough technical player. Um, it's going to be a nightmare role. He's not really me. a DM for me. Yeah, um, same. Um, again, I think, yeah, playing a bit further forward for um, Brighton is one thing. Um, a lot of the best DMs could also play central midfield. In fact, to be honest, when you talk about what you probably need from them on the ball... For the yeah, they can all play central mid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for the level that we are at, you need probably somebody who can play central midfield in comparison to like an Ndidi or a Lepar mm-hmm. Schneiderlin who's really basic but protects the back line really well. So Basuma stands out. People talk about Douglas. We probably would, couldn't be able to, to grab him. Um, I know he plays further forward as well, but I like Renato Sanchez's profile. I know he's injured. Um, but I just want I just want an all-rounder. And you need somebody who's going to be able to cover big amounts of space. You saw yesterday. There are going to be periods in the game where we actually leave our defence and it's actually... Mm-hmm. Peak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going, to, it's going to be peak. And you need those players. Obviously, Chelsea have a Kante who's able to do that. Um, <laughs> Casemiro, like Timmy mentioned. Um, but that's the profile of player we need because essentially when you're us, the majority of the time, you're going to be the aggressor. And at times, moves are going to break down and your attacking players are going to be in their final third. And who's the team that's Istanbul, Bakash, however you say it. Um, that's how they got off. Obviously, that was off the back, that was off the back, <laughs> that was off the back of a corner. But um, we need a proper, proper all-rounder. And I don't want us to get anybody who isn't, to be honest. I'd much rather we persevere with what we have and we get the right person rather than get somebody who's half of the player we want and then by the end of the season, we're, we're still in the same position that we were in. But that's why I would take someone like Saul on a loan, though. Because say even if it's Saul on a loan, it doesn't work out. He's gone kind of thing. What do you guys think of Saul then? I, was a, I really liked him a few years ago. Um, it seems like he's lost a lot of stock at Atletico Madrid. I'm not sure what's happened mm-hmm. there. Um, but I really did like him a few years ago. I would have liked Partey. I know he's a bit of a he's becoming a bit of a laughing stock at Arsenal. Um, I wonder about this party. He's got, great, he's got a great profile again. He's got a great profile, man. He's I like Saul, but um, I haven't I haven't taken any notice of the um, Spanish league since Ronaldo left there, and that's being completely honest with you. Um, I might watch Real Madrid every now and again just because I want to see Benzema cook. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I haven't really seen Saul like that. Word is he was playing left back for a while over the last season. But the Saul I remember, sorry, I did watch him against Chelsea in the um um what do you call it in the Champions League a few seasons back. And if it's that Saul, then bring him quickly. Mm. Because 
that's how I was a real, real, real big fan of. But mm. I can't act like I know what he's on now because I don't. Um, and if he's playing left back, then that means he's obviously not rated by um, Simeone at the moment to be playing left back. So I don't know, man. There, there must be something wrong because he went from someone that I saw as like a top 10 CM in the world to now playing left back. And it's like, do you really do your top 10 CM like that? It's not even an attacking role. It's not even like you're playing him left or off the um, left or off the right. Um, because I know mm. he used to play at some in some periods, right um, right midfield or left midfield when they were playing um, 4-4-2, similar to like a Koke, um, similar to like Koke was. So... I'm not really, I'm not really too sure anymore. I mean, I guess on loan it can't go wrong because it's like, oh well, if it doesn't work, then he goes back home, in it. And if it does work, then we'll probably him. buy him at a decent price because he's obviously not fancied at Atletico. I know he played mm-hmm. yesterday, um, which leads me to believe that he's not, he's not going anymore. But I don't know, man. I, I still like Neves. I think he's the most close to Carrick. In um, out of every midfielder that we're linked with at, mm. the, at the moment, and um, although as Statman said, like you're not really sure about having Neves on his own, and we didn't really see Carrick on his own much either, if we're being um, completely honest. So it would be interesting to see how um, how that plays out. But for a DM that can progress play, that is also good defensively. I, I like the look of um I like the look of Neves. He's also very tenacious. He's mm. got those thread capabilities, but he also knows how to play with the football, which is um mm. something that we're missing um mm. at the moment. There's too sure many. There's too sure many at Monaco. Looks a real real player, man. I've he never looks, ever paid attention, man. I can't lie. Like, so yeah, I don't know. He, he, look, he looks he looks a real real player. Um, and I know Chelsea are linked. A few teams are linked. Um, if we end up not getting him, he's going to go somewhere else. In like two, three years, we'll be talking about one of the best midfielders in the world. Um, I think that's the potential he has. He's got the tenacity. He's got the mobility. He's comfortable with the ball at his feet, playing out of pressure. And he's got a great passing range as well. So if we could get anybody, that would be my that would be my first choice. Mm-hmm. Early 20s, uh, probably cost us 30 to 40 million. It's a no-brainer, really. But we know how this club does with no-brainer. Yeah, I was going to say, Oli just wouldn't fancy him, bro. Oli <laughs> yeah. would do him like Van der Beek. Right now, Van der Beek should play. Yesterday, yeah. Pogba should have been on the left. Van der Beek should have played centre mid. Daniel James should have been nowhere near the starting lineup. <laughs> By the way, I don't know if you lot have seen, but Everton's trying to hijack that deal. Forty mil they've offered us. Oh for wow, for Daniel James, mate. For Daniel James, forty, British, British tax boy. What forty pound of the Queen's finest English. Right, they don't worry. I won't be there now. What? What's going on at Everton? They got Damari Gray as well. What? Bro, how are we getting thirty million for Dan James? That's already highway highway robbery. That's already highway robbery. Bro, Vote, you know? Wow. He's, he's, he's a, you don't like a, it. You don't like it. I love it. He's a good player for. A, he's a good player for a lower level Premier League team. Nah, he's let's just be honest. Not United nah, nah. level. Let's That's be honest. He don't. He, he don't start for Leeds. He's not better than Jack Harrison. He's not better than Rafinha. Oh, he's going to start for Leeds, bro. He shouldn't be. He's going to no, start for Leeds. He's not better than either of those players. Yeah, exactly. Bro, he's better than Jack Harrison, man. He's not, he's not better than Jack Harrison, man. He he's better really than Jack is. Harrison, bro. We saw yeah, my man We Harrison. saw my man the other day. 
He's better than Jack Harrison, man. What would Dan James have done in that scenario? He ain't better than Jack Harrison, man. He can he can he can play, man. He's got a lovely left foot. Mm. Um, whoever wants to buy him though, happy for you to take him. I mean, take him off. Stat man, what do the stats tell you about Danny James? <laughs> that he's one of the worst players I've ever seen play play for Manchester United. I think yesterday, yeah. No lie. <laughs> yesterday against Wolves, this guy had 58% pass accuracy, I think it was. Dan James. 50 what? Eight. 58. And everyone praises Dan James. Oh, he keeps that it simple. Isn't he? He's a proper old school. Oh, rubbish. Nasty. You, especially, you see that first game, I was like, yo, we're actually kind of playing. Our front four is actually kind of interchanging. Mm. And I saw Dan James got the ball and he ruined everything. Horrible. Every single time his head gets hot, he just rushes, rushes the decision. Um, there was a time where he tried to literally run through two players yesterday. Like, not like any guile or dribbling. I'm literally just going to run into these two players and hopefully I emerge around the other side. Oh, of my the God. My feet. <sighs> Don't even get me started with that. I looked at that and I thought, what the fuck is this boy doing? <laughs> <laughs> He's got no other moves. He's got no other Bro, moves. like, no man, was a, he was a dharma or something that he could just, like, part the Red Sea or some shit. You think you're a bit win, like? Ooh, bruv. I, I, I just understand. I the fact, yeah, I just, yeah. I mean, Ryan Giggs, uh, that's one of the top, near the top of his list of atrocities, and he, he's got many, man. Um, so the fact <laughs> that we're able, listen, nobody make any comments. We're not going to, so we're not going to say anything else. I was that man. I know you were, you're fixing that. Add to that, leave it. Listen, um, we'll leave it there. <laughs> leave well, it I was there. saying, <laughs> do you guys think Dan James, do you think Dan James can play wing back? Again, not even really. Like, he's just fast, man. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying for United yet, but I'm just saying for Leeds and stuff. Maybe, maybe like he's fast and that that's something. But the thing is, with the amount of ball of the ball that fullbacks get nowadays, especially at well, less so Leeds, but especially at a top side, they have to be good footballers. Like we've seen for one as good as he is defensively, he's a problem. He's a problem for the team because whenever we're playing and we're trying to build up, forget the right hand side, basically. Everything we do is so centered around Luke Shaw and whoever's at the left um, left wing position because we get absolutely nothing out of Wamba Saka. He can't link up, always a bit jittery on the ball. He doesn't really want the ball, can't cross, doesn't connect with his crosses. Um, it's an absolute mess. So Dan James at right wing back, I think he'd be good maybe overlapping runs, fizzing it into the near post and it getting cut out. But beyond that, I, I really don't see it. What do you think? He's still shocking. <laughs> It's still shocking. <laughs> now, but one thing I do say is, you see if he does go lead, you expect Marcelo Bielsa just to get something a bit more from him. Agreed, mm. agreed. Bielsa, like, he understands players so intrinsically well um, that mm. he'll definitely raise his game by 5-10% minimum. So we'll be interested to see what potential player he becomes. Um, let's finish up with some listeners' questions, guys. Um, I'll go to the first question from False Kalam. Um, I'm going to go around and ask you all to answer this. I know you have already, Timmy, but um, maybe people haven't listened to the Patreon episode, so we'll get on this one. Mm. Um, realistically, how do you think Ronaldo will perform? How many goals will he get this season? I'll start with you, Michael. Uh, do you want league or overall? Whatever you want, Chief. Firstly, how do you think he will perform? And secondly, how many goals will he get? Give us I mean, overall. Obviously, he's going to take the number seven shirt, but he's going to play like an old school number nine. He's going to be the fox in the box. <laughs> Um, obviously, if he's not getting the ball in the box, he's going to come and demand it. 
Um, I think he's just going to be goals. He's going to be taking penalties. He's going to be taking free kicks. He's going to be the man. He's going to be the man. Obviously, I think anyone that expects to dribble in Ronaldo, I don't think we'll see it. You may see a quick dash, but he's not going to take up the wing and try dribble man or dubs man like that. That's not his game anymore. Um, Goals, I think Premier League, minimum 20. Mm. Minimum 20. Golden boot, I like that shout, stat man. I don't know. I don't know if he'll do it. But I think minimum 20. If he gets 25, it wouldn't surprise me. And obviously, if you're hitting 25, you're in the running. So um, I'm not I'm not that confident in the stat man, but it wouldn't surprise me if he brought it home. Overall, I wouldn't I think overall all comps, you're looking at at least 30 goals. At, at least 30. 30. Okay, cool. 30. Uh, I come across to you, stat man. How do you expect him to perform? How many goals in the league and in all comps? I think last year he got 29 goals in the league, 23 mm. non-penalty goals. And I think... 23 non-pen? Wow. Yeah. Which is actually the most in the league, by the way. Yeah. So people always say Penaldo, rubbish. Yeah. That's, that's 23 non-pens is, 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 is very impressive, to be honest. It's so good having someone that actually knows these stats on the podcast, bro. Just dispel all of these dumb agendas, bro. Honestly. Because you see with Ronaldo, yeah, that's the guy that was just back to the death, innit? And I hate people calling him Ronaldo. Obviously, he will score penalties. That's his, that's part of his game. Yeah. But saying he's just a, a penalty merchant, rubbish. But I think mm. Ronaldo, I think... You see with Ronaldo, yeah, I think because he demands so much and he will kind of change the way Oli manages, I think we will see a lot more Diego Dalot, for example. Okay. So I'm still confident he will get minimum 20 goals in the okay. league. And yeah, I probably do agree that like, 20 goals in the league and 30 goals in all competitions. 30 all Champions yeah. League is his territory. Cool. Uh, Timmy, let, let the people know. Why are you laughing? Oh, no. Just, you're about to make me laugh. I'm laughing in advance. Go on. <laughs> 45 goals. <laughs> How many in the league? Wait, wait, wait. Why is Michael laughing, bro? Am I making a joke or something? I don't understand. Very optimistic. Um, How many in the league? Yeah. 25 league goals. 25 league goals and 20 in all other competitions. You're going to let me finish? Yes. Man, don't let me finish. Like, let you finish, bro. All right. 25 to 35 league goals. Hey, Moran's on mute, but he's laughing his head off right now, bro. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, I reckon he can hit 30 <laughs> with penalties. With penalties, I reckon he can I reckon he can hit 30 league goals. So I'll go 30 league goals and um bro, Champions League. I won't be surprised if he's got eight by the knockout stages, honestly. And you know, and you know what Champions League Ronaldo's about. He could he could end up with like 13 Champions League goals. Plus FA Cup and League Cup. Remember, this boy is chasing greatness, bro. He's chasing greatness. He's not going to want to miss out on games because he's got records to achieve. So them them third round League Cups and them fourth round League Cups, like you're going to see Ronaldo playing in them games. Like third and fourth round FA Cups against decent enough teams, you're going to see Ronaldo playing in these games because it's his chance to stat pad. Don't be surprised if Ronaldo, with penalties, comes and grabs 45. And if he gets like 41 or 42, like he did in 08, then that's still a dub for me, bro, because it's close enough. So, yeah, yeah man. I mean, it's close enough. When's the last time he scored over 40 goals? Probably like two seasons ago, three seasons ago. He probably lost last season. Good. 
Well, yeah, you, when you see the Ronaldo thing that you think he's going to play every single game, I don't think he will, you know. Because you see, even like last year for Juventus, you saw kind of when the Champions League came about, maybe the game before or the game after, he might not play. Mm. I saw him playing there. No, but even like last year, I think he played, he only, well, I say only, he played 30, he started 31 games. So he mm. still had that bit yeah, of rest league. in the league. Yeah. Did he not have an injury though? I can't remember. But even like for the last three years, we're talking yeah. 31, 33, 30, 27. Mm. So he still has that period where he might not play. A little bit. Because of obviously being mm. rested. Not be not even being in the squad, for example. Mm. And yeah, you know Ronaldo can kind of demand that. We saw it Juventus' first game, for example. Yeah, yeah. He basically said he don't want to play. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Uh, next question is from Michael Griggs. Michael Griggs, 26, sorry. Rate how much of a robbery this James sale is from one to ten. 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 <laughs> yeah, unanimous, man. Full house, man. Ten. Oh, man. Uh, oh, we're fleecing the fuck out of them, bro. I can't believe it. Yeah, we're known for our bad business. We somehow we look like we're going to be getting something out of this one. Next question is from Vicinity TT. After that midfield performance, it's safe to say McFred are going to be the pivot for the season. With the rest of the players, how do you line up the front four? Can't put Pogba in pivot. Touched on it earlier, uh, Statman. You'd you'd have two creators in Sancho and Pogba, Bruno, and then Ronaldo. So I'll come to you, Timmy. How would you put together your front four if your pivot is uh, uh, McFred? Um, is it what I want or what I think Oli will do? How do you line up the front four? Okay, I line up with Sancho in the 10. Um, I've got Greenwood on the right. I've got Rashford when he's fit on the left. And um, I've obviously got CR7 up top. Oh, Pogba dropped, yeah? I've got Pogba on the left. <laughs> so, sorry, sorry, Marcus, bro. Why can't I put Pogba in midfield, though, man? He explicitly says, can't put Pogba in the pivot. <sighs> All right, sorry, Marcus, man. I'm sorry, bro. But yeah, Pogba on the left, then Sancho 10, Greenwood right, and um, CR7 up top. And Michael. <laughs> that, that, that sounds like that hurt to me <laughs> to say. It did still. It, it really did. <laughs> but I can't put Rashford on the right, man. He don't he don't cook like that one off the yeah, right. No, he needs to cut in, man. He needs to, Rashford definitely needs to cut in. But um, I would have Pogba on the left, Ronaldo up top. Number 10, um, it's a difficult one because it's, it's all about it depends what type of role Bruno plays. If he want, if he is, if he's gonna be a bit useful and drop in a bit more, then I'll keep him. If not, but let's go with that, let's go with him, and then on the right, I'll put Sancho. Okay, um, and Satman, you've already said yours. Uh, question from SG Crazy 00 Um, who's the best di- director of football in the Premier League? Is it Marina Granovskia or someone else like Edu? That's just a troll. Edu, oh, get out of here, man. It's by far Marina, man. Yeah, she don't business. By she far. Business. She'd be getting 20 mil for players that ain't even made a Premier League debut. Yeah, I don't know good. how she does it, bro. But it's listen... Scary. You know who deserves a shout? You know that Edwards guy from Liverpool? Michael Ain't he Edwards. leaving? 
Yeah, he's out, yeah, he's leaving now. Yeah, but the guy got twenty five million for, for for Solanke and Brewster. That's yeah. true. Still, like ten million pounds for that waiver guy. That that Dutch guy that plays Wolves now. Yeah, yeah, that's not a bad shout, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not a bad shout. And I think Paratici, by the time the season's mm. done, he'll he'll be like the players, the profile of players I'm starting to see Spurs linked with. Um, they look like yeah, he he knows what he's doing, and it's sooner bets that they've gotten that out of. Uh, Levy's hands and they got a football man in. I think he's gonna he's gonna do well for them potentially. If he's given the funds. Um, next one was from Idi eighty eight. After yesterday's performance, how essential is it that we sign a DM and who would we should we sign? We've answered that one. Next one um, is from Jordan Dixon four zero seven one. After Pogba leaves in the summer and CR 7s contract runs out, should the club focus on Mason as the franchise player, or do you see players such as Marcus and Jaden Starr being higher at this point? So this is post Ronaldo and Pogba. I don't. Go on. Well, you guys go then. Um, I think Rashford's going to be the franchise player. Full stop. Um, it's it's all been set up for that, hasn't it? He's probably he's probably the poster boy of the club now, anyway. <clears throat> Especially with the whole like feed the kids thing and. Um, you know, he's back on force with politicians and that, like, his stock is at an all-time high. Obviously, Pogba's a more marketable player. cr is going to be the more marketable player. We know this, but, you know, Rashford, from the ground up, is Man United. It's the only club that he's known. You know, he's a, a Wivenshaw boy. Like, he's quite comfortably, for me, the face of the club, and they will continue to push him in that direction until he's at a stage where his performances are bad enough to see him um, dropped out of the team full stop. And in which case, then it would become Mark, um, Mason Greenwood. Mm, so we're saying Mason Greenwood won't get us a shot until he's late 20s, yeah? Bro, if they're both at United for their career, he just might not get a shot ever to be... Um, and don't you um, think that, club. all being well, there'll be a period where he's better than Rashford? and he's a better I think player. he will be better than Rashford, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's about being... Um, I don't think it's about being better. Okay. It's about being the best. I mean, Paul Scholes was always the best player at the club out of the class of 92, but Beckham was, you know, the mm. um, the main man, um, so to speak. Even Ryan Giggs. It's about the profile as well, like how you are as a person. Mason, yeah. No, he's not like, he, he don't like, he's not out there enough yet. So yeah. from, I see from him, I can't like you see Rashford. Whenever United lose, he's the first one to come with a think piece about why we should be doing better. Like you could tell, like he's in tune with what the fans want, and he wants the team to do well. Do you know what I mean? Not saying yeah. that um, Mason doesn't. He obviously does as well, but he's not the kind that's gonna write it's different. Yeah. yeah, like so. I think for the foreseeable future, it's um, gonna be um, Rashford. Okay. Cool. Um, Statman, did you have a different opinion there or are you in agreement? I fully agree. I think with the Mason thing as well, yeah, you see with Mason, like the guy is actually quite a protected play as a whole in it because I think before he went, you know when he went into play for England? I think that was his first like, news conference that he'd done. His dad yeah. has actually advised the club not to yeah. do news conferences. That's why he's furious at England, for example. So I think off the pitch, you don't have that arrogance about him kind of thing, if that makes sense. Do you think, do you think that's his youth, though? Um, 
Do you think that's them just? Do you think that's just they have, a, they have a sporting background, didn't it? I think his sister's an oh. athlete, I think, as well. Okay, I think his dad was a coach as well. He trained the two of them. Um, mm-hmm. I think Rashford, not Rashford, sorry, Greenwood, my understanding is he was like, yeah, he was one of them kind of, yeah, he, he, he was winning awards for, for his running when in, in his youth. So, obviously, we're looking for that to flourish and to the benefit of the team. But we'll see. I think I have to agree with you guys. Rashford got the number 10 shirt. Um, he's the face of, face of, almost a face of football in this country. Like, he's like, when you ask, like, somebody like your mum or whatever who doesn't watch football, what players they know, he's going to be in the top two or three players that that, that they mention. Um, next question is from Pope Suizus. Uh What formation do you think we play with Ronaldo? Do you think we need to switch to a front two? Statman, give us the scoop. I don't think he will anyway. I think no matter what... Do you think that will get the best out of Ronaldo? Or do you think he's fine as a lone front man? I think he's fine, but it depends on the creative line. If he has creators around him, then I think he's fine. But I think we know anyway, Oli's too stubborn, he's too scared to switch away from a 4-2-3-1 anyway. Okay. (sighs) To our detriment. Uh, Next question is from um, Jigar underscore 10. We have players that can win you a single game rather than a consistent structure over a period of time, which could be helpful for the Champions League. What are your expectations for the Champions League this season and how much does CR7 help? That's for everybody. Just get out of the group, please. <laughs> no, that's it. Please. <laughs> I think we need a bit. I think we need high expectations. No, please, that's that's literally all I want. Just get out of the group, man. Like we started so well last season. To see where we ended up was was cramped, was heartbreaking. Especially Leipzig three 0 away from home in the first how many minutes? It's a mess. So just get out of the group. <clears throat> I, I yeah, think we didn't we didn't even actually um touch on the group, which is which is my bad. Um this year we're in a group with Atalanta, Villarreal, our nemesis, and, and young boys. So I mean surely we should be coming out of that group. If we're not unscathed. then you know. unscathed. We've got something for Villarreal. Timmy's expectation of CR7 is not gonna happen, man. So we need we need I got I got some goals. I got we got we got fire for Villarreal, bro. Serious yeah, fire. We'll see, we'll see how much Emery has to say about that. Um, question from Alan underscore Lindelof. Can Bruno and Pogba play in the same team or are they direct competition? No. They, they, they play in the play. same team like they have been doing. We've seen them do that, yeah. Our, our best football's been when they play together. With them. Yeah. They, yeah, actually play, they actually work really well together, funnily mm. enough. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Anybody in disagreement, Michael Statman? Nah, 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 nah. Leeds lead show they can link up very well. Lovely, uh, bro. Not even bro. From when we, um Pogba came back from injury post COVID, yeah. that period where we got top four, Pogba, Bruno, Marshall at the time, and Rashford with Greenwood, cash money, man. Mm. Uh, cash money. And final questions from Zeki ninety eight. Would you guys rather go for Neves now just to have a better midfield option than McFred or wait until Jan next summer for a more solid DM option? I said I'd rather wait personally. Uh, Timmy, wait. Get Neves now or wait? I'll get Neves now. Statman, get Neves now or wait? I've had enough of McFred. Get Ruben <laughs> Neves, man. Uh, Michael, get Neves now uh, or wait? Uh, if it's got... Yeah, I'd rather Basuma, but if it's Neves or Bust, then Neves. Yeah, you know what? What am I even thinking? You've got yeah, yeah, get him in, was, man. What was gone in the summer as well, bro? Get him in. What am, I, what am I even thinking? What, what am I waiting for, man? Never yeah, is a good true. player. Yeah. Um, listen, get, 
Yeah, get him in, man. I'm not At this point, him. we were linked to the Alu Diang guy from like Egypt or something. I'm taking that guy. I'm that <laughs> desperate for <laughs> <on> the <border. laughs> No, no, you, you, you don't think I'm joking. I'm fully taking <laughs> Alu Diang. Oh, you're, you're, you're that right. man, you like it? I love it, bro. Like, yeah. if that's what you want to go with, I, I'll back you. Um, Trust with that said, let, let's finish up today. Um, Timmy, Michael, always a pleasure. Blessings, thank you. That man, thanks for coming through, bro. Always welcome. My guys, this is quality. Yeah, thank you for coming through, bro. You're always welcome. We, we, we're here all week, all season, man. We appreciate it, bro. Um, lads, peace. Easy. Yo, yo, when I spit bars in a ring, man, I go hard like Santan. Sports Social Podcast Network.